men. So when we talk about the will of God, um, I, th I think we all have heard so many messages about the will of God and walking in His will and all of that, but, but sometimes we hear so much, but it, it still sort of leaves us hanging because what is His will and am I walking in His will? And it's just, where are we with all that? And today I would, I would like to, to share how we can actually be sure that we are walking in the will of God. So this morning I'm going to speak about walking in the will of God. That's the title of this morning. So we all know that in, it says in Scripture in John 8, it says that, you know, the truth shall set you free. So we got that part. And we know that if we, if we do not walk in a, a, a God's will or we don't know what His will is 100%, it means that we don't have the truth. So we are not set free. So we, when we do not have that truth, we, we actually walk bondage and we don't understand what God's will is. So without the truth, so we, we're trying to... We're trying to to fix things within our own strength because we don't understand God's will. We don't know if we're in it or not. So we're trying to, to fix it ourselves so that we somehow feel, yes, we are walking in His will, make Him happy, then I might go to heaven and all of that. And in essence, it causes within us all a lot of confusion because then everyone has their own opinion about what the truth is for them and what not, and it, it becomes relative, and nobody then knows what is the true will of God and how to walk in it. So it, it's really con confusing, but um, God, what, he, what he, he wants for us and His will for us, because it was His will to create us, is for, un for us as well to understand what His will is and to understand what it is to, to walk in His will. Because why? It then removes that confusion and we know where we're going. We also know that Scriptures is the, the word of Jesus, Scriptures is His words. I mean, everything who He is is in His Word. And we know that Jesus is the truth. So in essence, the more we, the more we get to know His Word, the, the more we get to know the Bible, the, the Bible removes that conf confusion that we now know what the Word, what the will of God, of God is and if we are in it or not. Make sense? Okay. So the, the, the Bible removes that conf confusion by speaking to us and telling us if we are walking in God's will. And the, the Bible gives us many signs if we are walking in God's will. And I'm just going to speak about three of them this morning um, that we know and we are sure that we are walking in God's will. And, and we're going to start, number one is 
that we have a, a, a biblical lifestyle, having a, a biblical lifestyle. So that's one of the, the simplest indicators that we have, that if, you, if we want to know God's will, we need to know His Word. If we want to walk in His will, we need to know His Word. Because why? If we are serious about knowing God's will and walking in it, then we should also be serious about getting to know His Word, His Scriptures. And we've seen a lot that, and we see them everywhere as well, that there's, there's such a, a lack of true biblical knowledge around us that, that we, we can see it on the internet with people that we speak to because we don't know the word 100% or the way we should. The people begin to hold on to things that they, that they think is true, that they feel it's true, that someone, again, with a strong opinion says it's true, so we, we take that as truth, and we miss what Scripture says real truth is. So, and it brings confusion. A lack of knowledge of the Word brings confusion. Um, yeah, so let's, um, let's, let's turn to Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. And we hear what the Scripture says about a biblical lifestyle. Something that is grounded in Jesus and not opinions and feelings that varies every day. Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. And it says in the New King James, it says the following, that I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself a holy, uh, that you pre present your, your, your bodies a living sacrifice that is holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I'm just going to read that as well in the Amplified where it says, Therefore I urge you, my brothers and sisters, by the, the mercies of God, to present your, your, your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, rational, logical act of worship. And verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in His plan and purpose 
for you. That's a mouthful. Those two verses. And when we, we, we read especially verse 2 about the good, um, acceptable, and perfect will of God, there's a, there's a lot of misconceptions about that. There's this thing floating around as well that, that also talks about the permissive will of God. So I do good things, and sometimes I do wrong things, but the Lord's okay with it. He gives permission. It's okay. It's not too bad. There's nothing like that. There's not a there's not three different wills of God. There's not that extra fourth one. There's one will of God, and that one will of God is it is he's, he has a good will, acceptable, and it's perfect. It's good. It's acceptable, and it's the perfect. And his will, that's what sort of sets the standards for us. Um, because his will is the perfect and it's unchangeable. It's not opinions and f- the feelings. His will is perfect, steadfast, and that that he gives to us so that we know what to hold on to, where to move. Amen? Amen. Scripture reveals to us the will of God. It's the standard against which we measure our lives against. It's the standard against which we measure our character, our behavior, our thoughts. And according to that, Romans 1 verse 1 to 2, our lives can be an offering poured out unto God. Our lives are for His pleasure. When you live according to His will, it's impossible to, at the same time, live according to the the will of the world, uh, opinions of the world. Um, It's impossible when you live according to His will to accept what culture accepts, to accept what government begins to allow it to happen. You, you can't mix the two. If you, if you give in to all these opinions on TV and Facebook and all of that, it leads to deception and to darkness. It's not the perfect will of God. So then, how do we live in His will? How do we live in His will? Let's turn to James 1 verse 25 out to 22 to 25. How do we live in His will? And it says there in, in, in James 1 verse 22, it says the following, but be doers of the word, not hearers only. So be doers of the world. Again, that has to do with your lifestyle. Your lifestyle tells you, are you walking in the will of God? Your lifestyle tells you, are you walking in the will of God? But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man 
observing his natural face in a, a mirror. For he observes himself, uh, for he observes himself, goes away and Im he immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, is action again, and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So we're talking about how do we know if we're in the will of God? And the point number one has to do with our lifestyle. Our lifestyle is a reflection of are we walking in the will of God? So if you want to know if you are living according to the will of God, step one is look in the Bible. Take this, the, the, the Bible, and this acts like a mirror. So when you look in the Scriptures and you study what you see there, Scriptures will reveal to you if there's something in your lifestyle that is not according to His Word, so that you then need to step back into alignment with His will. So Scripture is like a, a, sp a spiritual reflection tells you where you are with your lifestyle, with your being. Am I in God's will? And if you look at scriptures and it, you just look at it, but it tells you nothing, then you haven't looked deep enough. Because why? We all have something that we constantly need to, need to work on to bring our lifestyle to what we do, our everyday being, back in line with the will of God. Amen? So the word of God is like a, a, a mirror. It gives us our spiritual re reflection. It, it highlights things in our lives that we need to change. And again with that is, is it actually compels us to do something. So when you look at the word of God, as a, 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 a spiritual reflection and see where you are at with what it says in the Word, and nothing happens, it doesn't compel you to do something, then there's something that we're missing. There's always something that we can do to, to change in our lives, in our lifestyles, to come back in alignment in God's will. Amen? Amen. Just want to see if we're all here today. Who's not here this morning? Huh? Ah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the, the, the question that we, we need to ask ourselves as well while we're here this morning is does our lifestyle match with what the Word of God says? Does your lifestyle match up with what the Word of God God says. When I did this, um, when I prepared this, 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 the sermon, hey, the Lord did reveal numerous things. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> but again, it's a reflection 
of, of things that, that I know that I need to get in line with to walk in His will. Amen. And then, um, because we see in Scripture what the will of the Lord is, it removes confusion within our lives on, on how we need to live every day because it reveals the truth. It tells us this is what you need to do. It removes confusion. And we are at a time and, a space in time and place in the world that we don't need more confusion. We need a direction. We need a direction from the Lord because everything in the world is just haywire and chaos. Nee. Amen. A kryness van goeders. I don't want to talk too much about that stuff because then everyone is thinking henties and fishing. So let's remove that. The kryness. Then um, in, in the book of Isaiah, um, the prophet Isaiah, he actually had a strong word for the, the people of Israel. The, 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 the people of God. And I believe sometimes it's good for us as well to to, to hear a strong word that we just know, you know what, there's, there's something that we need to do to get in line with His will if we are not. And as, as Isaiah, he, he, desc he described in this one book, um, in one chapter, he described the, the, the people of Israel, but then he also described those the people that is not walking in the will of God. And it's very, it's a strong word, but I think there's much we can learn from that. So if we turn to Isaiah 48, verse 20 to 22. Isaiah 48, verse 20 to 22. We're all there. And it says, Yet, even now, be free from your captivity. Leave Babylon and the Babylonians. Sing out this message. Shout it to the ends of the earth. The Lord has redeemed His servant, His people, the people of Israel. They were not thirsty when He led them through the desert. And how cool is that? Not once, and I've seen the way they walked, not once were they thirsty. So it's a it's a it's a forty year miracle that they walked in. So, so they were not thirsty when he led them through the desert. He divided the rock, and the water gushed out for them to drink. And then this next verse. But there is no peace for the wicked, says the Lord. There is no peace. For the wicked, says Lord. So, the wickedness comes from not being in the will of God. It means you're you're living way outside His world. You do your own thing. He's there, you're there, and you don't care about God. And when you live that way, there's torment. There's confusion, there's a, a, a doubt, and it really influences your walk with God. There is no rest for the wicked, it says. And, and this leads now to my next point, is how do you know that you're walking in the will of God? 
and, and that is, uh, uh, number two is, you have peace of mind. You have peace of mind. And we've seen these last few years, we've seen so many the, the, the people that, that they went through really, really, really rough times. But even within that, within uh, uh, losing family, the, the members, uh, losing their jobs, and all of that stuff, you could, you could see they, they had it all together here. They stayed calm and they collected and they went through it. Because why? That peace of mind. They know, like she said this the morning in Philippians 4, that when they give everything to God, and when they walk in His will, they will have peace of mind. Not having to worry about zombie apocalypse and another lockdown and all of that stuff. They have peace of mind that the Lord will look after them and everything that they have, and that peace surpasses all understanding. Philippians 4, 6 to 8. So, they keep calm in the storm because why they kept the bearings. Their house is built on the foundation on the, of the Word of God, of the Word of Jesus, not their own experiences, not their own efforts, knowledge, not because of what everyone else said. They build their lives and their houses on the promises of God. That's why they had peace of mind. And some things, like I wrote here, some things in our lives, we, we don't have always exact scriptures about some things in our lives. For instance, um, there's no scripture that says that you have to buy a red bucky or that you have to, have to buy a Ford if you really want to. But is that the will of God? Do you have peace? But there's the, the, the principles in, in the words is still there that when we have, when we apply the, the principles in the word and when we receive that peace of mind, that really peace of mind, it's a powerful indicator that yes, we are walking in the will of God. If it's not there, we have to rethink a few things. If we lack a, a, a a peace of mind, if we lack that, if there's constant things that we have to, to worry about, about this, about that, about the future, about what was that may influence the future, it steals our, the, the focus from God. And if we don't, again, f f f focus on God, we focus wherever else, then we walk towards that and we miss walking in the will of God. Amen. I hope this makes sense this morning. Everyone is quiet this morning. Who's taking notes? No, no, who's not taking notes? Take notes. Okay. So, therefore, if we lack a, a, a peace of mind, it means that we're not necessarily focused on God and that therefore we can't follow Him in His will. 
there's many things in our lives. I think we all have many things that, that, that really it, it knows where to, to um, how can I put this? We've got pressure points in our lives. It, these things in life, it, it knows just where to just, and then we become uncomfortable. We can begin to worry and have fear, anxiety. But that's where, that's where Jesus said, you know what? You're not going to be alone in life when I live. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, and He's going to help you and guide you so that when those things in life come, when those issues, worries, and things come, that the Holy Spirit will be there to help us, guide us, so that we keep walking in His will, so that we keep having peace of mind, and we can walk with Him through this. The Holy Spirit sustains us in the storms of life. And, um, and for us as well, and for me, Marissa, these last two, two and a half years has been really, really interesting. Um, it, was, it, it has been a really interesting walk with God as well, where, uh, you've all heard this before, but we, 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 we come here with, with a handshake from, from South Africa, handshake, and God's got this. And we start with nothing, not knowing will this thing succeed or not, but we have a word from God. You know, seven Sundays and boom, we had a lockdown. Then, like, just all these things that happen and a few other things as well in the family. Um, and these, these, all these things that we have to navigate, navigate and, and navigate. Now we get the news, okay, you have to be out by the end of the month. So we... Now we have to find a new building, and there's, there's so many things that can really distract us and take our focus away from God, but there we must, we must, and we can only bring glory to Holy Spirit that, that helped us and kept us sane, well, sometimes, <laughs> and kept us sane so that you know what, we, we, we are still here and we have total peace for what God is doing in this church, for where he's going to take us in this next this, this, this season. Because he showed his, his, um, his faithfulness throughout these two years, two and a half years. There's so many things that when we look back at, at what he did, we can't but have peace. Because he has this in our hand. We have a history in our walk with him. There's something that we can come the, the back to and see, okay, but God did this. And he wouldn't do that for nothing. And then we walk on, oh, but he did this as well. But he, 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 um, again, that's something that he wouldn't do for, for nothing. So, oh, okay, so if he's got this and this and this, then he's got this and this and this. Because it's on the same track. And it gives us peace of the mind that the Lord has our church for ourselves, our church, the building and everything, and everyone here, he has everything in his hand. So we've got peace. The peace of mind is in the indicator as well that you are walking in the will of God. Outside his will, nothing will bring you peace. Nothing will bring you peace. People who sleep because they are not in the will of God. 
It's another quick story about, we all know the story of um, Jonah. He, for a time, was not in the will of God. And he said, or the Lord said to him, hey, Jonah, you've got to go this way to preach. He said, okay, cheers. And he went this way. He stepped away from God. He knowingly ran away from what God had for him. And he took a boat and he, he went, but the boat wasn't fast enough for Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came and intervened and intervened there to bring him back into the will of God. And the Holy Spirit came to, 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 um, yeah, to bring him back so that he come back to God, so that he can step back into the will of God and have that lifestyle of walking in his will and also have peace. So, so that... Um, so the Holy Spirit just had to connect him again on the right course. When you run from God, you don't have peace. You will never have peace when you run from God. Because it only comes, true peace only comes from him. Don't end up in a whale's mouth. Not like Jonah. And again, um, When, um, one last thing is about the, 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 the peace of mind is when we look at the life of Paul, he went shipwrecked, he got stoned, he got beaten, he died a few times. Like, it, it was a mess. His, his whole life, or I think he was more in, in prison than out. But even then, with everything that happened around him, he had peace of mind. Because why? The lifestyle that he lived testified of what it says in Scripture. It was a reflection of Scripture. And he knew that he was in God's will because you could see from his life and what he did, there were fruits. The fruits of his spirit showed. And he had peace knowing that Jesus will do what he says in his word. Scriptures will be fulfilled. He's, he saw some and he knew some will happen. And his lifestyle said that no matter circumstances, no matter the opinion of the people's people, no matter what happened to him in the, 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 the physical, he had peace of mind knowing that God. And that peace of mind is a sign that you are walking in God's will. So, number one was, how, um, how do you know that you're walking in God's will? Is look in scriptures, does your lifestyle reflect what it says in scripture? Are you running away from God or towards God? Is there some things that scripture reveals that that you need to change and then you just ignore it? Or is there something that Scripture reveals in our lives and, yes, God, how can I submit that to you and then have the peace that the Lord is in control? And that leads us to number three, and that's my last point, is the need 
of faith. The need of faith. So sometimes in our walk with God, like we, it's as if we sort of reach a spiritual um, plateau. A plateau, a plateau. That the, that's right English pronunciation. Basi also means we need more. So sometimes within our, our, our spiritual lives, we, we, we reach a plateau in our walk with God. Why does that happen? It's not, it's not always because we are uncomfortable. Um, it takes us out of our comfort or, 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 or something. But many times you reach a spiritual a plateau, plateau in your walk with God because why? We stop reaching, not out, because out can be anyway. We stop reaching forward towards God. Like you can be inside and you can reach out to the wrong side. But sometimes we stop r reaching forward towards God. We stop reaching ahead, and then we begin to settle where we are at, because it, it becomes a comfort zone. We begin to settle where we are at, and the more we, we, we settle, I think I said that one time in, a, in, in a, a sermon, remember when you settle in, the kingdom of God still moves, and when that moves, you're actually not settling in, actually then it means we're backsliding because there goes the kingdom and here we are. So we need to reach ahead. And for us as well, this new church in the building, I believe that uh, reaching ahead, <laughs> it's a big step of faith for all of us here. Um, Let's turn to, to, to Matthew 26, verse 38 and to 39. Matthew 26, verse 38 to 39. For us as well, again, I'm just going to come back to this, the, the, the building, but you can keep that up. I, it, it could have been so much I mean, easier for us to get a, a small Kukuweras just across here, the road here and everything, and we can be put there, we can stay put comfortably for the next two, three, four years, you know, um, it's good for the finances, it's nice area, it's here, it's very central, it can be all there, we have to sacrifice a few things, get stewards and so, but they'll be all right for a few years. Like, there's so many things that, that we could have done to to stay put in one spot, but what would that have done, the effect it would have had on our church when we didn't step out in faith and reach forward, not sideways to where it's same, same, but different. I was comfortable there, so I'm uncomfortable now, but I'm in the same place, not forward. So, um, so there's, there's all these things that happened, and and the thing is, so sometimes when you do the, the will of God, it is going to scare you. It is going to test your faith. 
And on that note, let's go to Matthew 28, verse 26. I'm going to start there. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. 26, verse 38. He told them, that's now Jesus. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little the farther and bowed his face to the ground praying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. My father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. So, here's a, 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 a question I want to ask you guys. Do you think Jesus was comfortable that time just before his crucifixion? Yes, no? Glati? Do you think, um, where am I? I lost my notes. Do you think he was excited for what is about to happen? Like, I'm going to get crucified. Yes, no? He asked, he asked his dad or father, he asked, is there not another way? How can we, how can we fix this? Is there... Like, surely there must be something else that we can do that have, this, have the same result. Like, surely. I'm, I'm not in the mood for this. It's not in my... Is it lekker for me? Will you fat what come? He asked his father, can we take another route? And that's not, that's not necessarily what he wanted to do. That's not necessarily what he was comfortable in doing, and it wasn't the easy way out. So how many times do we find ourselves in our walk with God, things that we know God wants us to do that, but we don't want to do it because it makes us uncomfortable. It's not easy for us. So we'd rather wait until we hear something from someone that sort of pleases us, and if it feels good, then, it, then, it, then it's God. If it feels good, it's God. If it feels good, it must be from God. Did Jesus feel good just before his, his crucifixion? Did he feel comfortable? Did he want to do it? No, 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 but... Neither, nevertheless, he said, My Father, let your will be done and not mine. So that's sign number three that we know that we're walking in his will is there's a need for faith. And I think I put up, up there a slide for that. Don't mistake a lack of comfort for a lack of peace. Jesus wasn't comfortable where he was at, but he was at peace 
because he trusted his father. He knew his father in heaven, and he knew that he is in his will. So no, no matter the cost to him, if he's comfortable or not, he's in, his, in the will of his father. Don't mistake your nervousness for a lack of peace. Sometimes we get nervous. We were nervous a few times when we had to sign for this building, and it felt uncomfortable. And even within all of that, we've got so much peace because we, we know this is the next step that the Lord wants for us as a church. Amen. So all we need to do to, f- to f- further our, our sp- spiritual walk is we, we, we need a little bit more faith. And just a, a, a warning that we sometimes we do, and this is where it comes in that we have to know the Word of God. We have to know Father. Sometimes we find ourselves in a, 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 a situation where we say, "Yo, I feel, I feel f- fear about this thing, or I feel uncomfortable about this next thing." So if I feel uncomfortable, it might not be the will of, of God. So now I leave it. There's a very fine line when we know His will, and we ask something from the Lord, and He. He gives us His Word. We know His will. So then when we feel uncomfortable or nervous or, or anxious or whatever, then it's okay because we're still in the will of God. So sometimes we just need to be aware that not everything that we feel is like a red flag in the Spirit. Don't do it. Don't do it. If... if the Lord spoke, and we do it, and, and no matter how, uh, how we feel, it's faith. If He did not speak, and we still do it, it's foolishness. <laughs> we get that. God will never leave us in a place where we do not need Him. He will never leave us in a place where we do not need Him. And I wrote here, if, if where you are and if where you are going does not require faith, then you're not in the will of God. Everything with God requires faith. Everything with God requires faith. If we turn to Hebrews 11 verse 6, Hebrews 11 verse 6, it says the following, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So without faith, it is impossible to please God. And that faith has got two aspects as well. Um, you can go back to that verse, uh, it's still there. Okay. And it, faith involves two things. It involves that you have to believe God exists. So that's, a, that's sort of the easy one for a new believer. Yes, I believe He exists. 
all awesome. But then this, this second one as well, and that's where we sometimes struggle, is we have to believe that God rewards those who diligently seek Him. In other words, He rewards those who is walking in His will. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he comes to God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of those who diligently seek him. So we have to also have faith in God. Without faith, you can't please God. So without faith in him, it means we're not in his will. We're not walking in his will. Make sense? Amen. So, if we are daring enough, bold enough, and faithful enough to believe the Lord and His Word, miracles will follow us. So, just then to conclude, I'm nearly done, just to conclude. So, the three things I said that, that we need to understand we can put that up as well on the board, that we need to understand things we need to know. It, it helps to tell us about if we are in the will of God. Number one is a lifestyle. Does your lifestyle reflect what it's, it says in the Word? If not, then there's some things that we need to change and adapt to come back in alignment with God. Number two is peace of mind with everything that's happening around us do we have peace of mind or do we worry stress and all of that because if we stress and we worry it leads to fear it leads to separation from God all the time because it means that there's so much that we do not want to do in our own strength and not give over to him and number three is a need for faith. Faith pleases God. Where you are at now and where you're going, is that something that needs faith or have you planned it out 100%, no faith? Need it, you know where you're going, all sorted, all organized, no God involved because you've got it all. Everything that we need as believers in Christ is it, you need faith. Your whole life, your lifestyle, everything needs to be a step of faith. Amen. Let's have our eyes closed. So the, the question that you need to ask yourself today is and that's that's um, something we all need to ask ourselves this morning is do we choose holiness and that's something that only you will know and I pray that um, the, um, that, that that Holy Spirit will convict your heart is is there something 
in your lifestyle that, that, that you know that is not according to the will of God? And is it something that you are willing to sacrifice? Like it says in, in Romans 12 that, that we need to be a living sacrifice and that we need to present ourselves wholly towards God. What is it in your lifestyle that is outside the will of God? And are you willing to sacrifice that? And I believe we all have some things that we can sacrifice to step back into His God, uh, into His will. And it's not just a, a normal a, a question I ask today. I really want us to get quiet for a few seconds. And I want us all just to individually speak to the Lord and ask Him, Lord, am I walking in your will? And if not, show me what it is and what can I do to come back to you, to come back closer to you, to walk in your will? And also, if, if you are here this in the morning and you have not yet surrendered your life fully to Jesus and the Holy Spirit put on your heart this morning is that you want this lifestyle, you want this peace of God, you want to walk in His will and if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you this morning and urging you, nudging you to come to Christ then don't uh, uh, delay this morning. He's calling you back to Him. He's calling you to have peace with your, your Father in heaven. He's calling you to come to His kingdom, to come to be a part of His family, to come into eternal life with Him. Because without Him, you will never have peace. You will always be tormented. You'll always struggle in your soul. So if there's someone here that's morning that feel that they need to change from where they are and accept Jesus as their Lord and their, their Savior. I just want you to quickly raise your hand that I can see you and then we pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. If there's anyone here. Thank you, Jesus. Now, the three things we talked about today, about the lifestyle, about the peace of mind and with faith. I'm going to ask a question about, about each of those three things. So, if God spoke to you today, that there's something within your lifestyle that does not reflect scriptures, something in your lifestyle that keeps you from walking in His will. I want you to just quickly raise your hand and that I can see. If there's something in your lifestyle that keeps you from walking in His will.
Thank you, Jesus. If the Lord spoke to you this morning and, and He spoke to you about His peace, and if you do not experience the peace, the true peace of Him this morning, if there's lots of stress and anxiety and fear about now, about the future, then I'm also going to ask if you can quickly just raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. And lastly, if God spoke to you today to boldly step out in faith and trust Him, I also want you to just quickly raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for this morning, Lord God. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you, Jesus, that according to John 8, that you are the truth, and the truth shall set us free. We thank you, Jesus, that knowing you and knowing your scriptures shall set us free. You are the one, Lord God, that helps us and gives us advice and wisdom and knowledge and help with your, with your Holy Spirit to come back in alignment with you, Lord God, that we are sure that we are walking in your will, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you are the one that removes the doubt if we are walking in your will or, or not. I thank you, Lord, that the light that is within you, the light that brings life, Lord, is the light that also reveals if there's anything in our lifestyles, if there's anything in our peace of mind, if there's anything in our faith walk with you, Lord Jesus, that still needs fine-tuning, that we still need to separate ourselves from to come closer in alignment with you. I, th I thank you, Lord, that your word reveals to us truths, Lord, that we can't ignore. Your word reveals truths, Lord God, that compels us, like it says in James, to be doers of the word that we're not a church, Lord, and believers that just sit and receive and sit and receive, but that we actually take what we receive, Jesus, and live it and apply it, Lord God, because that's where change comes in. That's where our lifestyles change, Lord Jesus. That's where we receive peace of mind because we know we are acting within your will. And when we act in your will, Lord God, Scripture says that you will look after us, that you will protect us. So thank you for that peace of mind, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in our church. I thank you, Lord, for that extra measure of faith that you are pouring out on us for this next season to come. We, th we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and that you are giving a part of who you are to us. And I pray, Lord, that that part of you within us will be that your, yet your Holy Spirit will nurture it, that it will grow, that, Lord God, we will ultimately have so much more of you and so much less of us. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will just come and touch everyone here this morning that received this word. I pray, Lord, that you will convict every one of us here and show us where we will still need to humble ourselves and lay down ourselves and have more of you within us.
We thank you for that, Lord Jesus. And we, th- we thank you, Lord, for this amazing in the morning. We thank you, Lord God, that, that we can end the season and that we can end it on a high here at Rosewood. And I thank you, Lord, for this new season in our new house that you provided for us. We love you, God. We bless your name and we bring honor and glory to you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, church. Enjoy the rest of the Sunday. Remember, next week we are not going to be here. So tell everyone and bring a friend. There's going to be enough chairs. It's going to be really good. Um, and if there's anyone that wants to come for, for n- 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 prayer about what we spoke this morning, then please come forward. Um, uh, otherwise, we see you outside for a cup of coffee or cold water. Enjoy your Sunday.